Hello, everyone. Welcome to Chits and Chat. I am Kaz Gable. And I'm Alex Scruzzi. And today we are going to, Alex and I are going to rev up our engines and drive our food trucks to the spot where we sell things, I guess, in the game <laughs> Food Truck Champion. That was a terrible description of this game. Um, also, what not there another name for these, like food trucks, uh, catering trucks? Food carts. In Portland, we call them food carts. <laughs> yeah. Well, that would be fair. I, Portland is the expert on food trucks, <laughs> I imagine. You guys have a lot of them. So, uh, f- yeah, Food Truck Champion. We are going to be reviewing that today. This is a uh, two-to-five player game designed by, and I apologize if I'm getting these names terribly wrong, uh, Nicole Jekic and Luke Turpinen. Uh, artist Claire Donaldson and published by Daily Magic Games. This is a really interesting little game that takes place in uh, a bunch of cards and has the mechanism of the cards doing one of three things. You can use the cards for one of three different types of things. So you're going to be maneuvering them and purchasing them in the marketplace for different reasons and using them for different reasons. It's a very unique design and an interesting play. So let's get down to the nuts and bolts of it. And Alex, how do you actually play this game? You're going to have a little bit of trouble, I think, with this one, uh, as we talked about before. This is a hard one to explain. Oh, God. I'm going to try and bare bones this as much as possible. All right. So uh, the components, basically, you've got a deck of cards, and then there's also some some tokens that are set up, and also everyone has their own little uh, player sheet in front of them. Uh, everyone is dealt, I believe, four cards at the beginning, uh, randomly, and then a marketplace is set up based on the number of players. If it's two players, it's uh, six cards in the market, so face-up cards, and any other player count, I believe it's eight. Uh, the the rest of the cards are put in a draw pile. Uh, everyone is given a starting plate to work on to add to their next to their little uh, player sheet. Uh, and then the tokens, they are stacked. They are numbered one, two, and three. Uh, so there's a one stack, a two stack, and a three stack. And within the, those stacks are little... Um, uh, championship trophies, one in the middle and one at the bottom, and that's for every stack. Uh, and the number of tokens in there, again, uh, is there's either six ones, six twos, and six threes, or eight ones, eight twos, and eight threes, depending on number of players. I think for two and three players, it's six, uh, and anything else, it's the full allotment of all those tokens. So uh, the way the game works, here we go, uh, is when you start on your turn, you can do one of three things. Uh, as the, I'm, I'm going to use active and passive player. I, I feel like that's going to work really well. The active player can do uh, one of three things. They can either uh, draw two cards from the deck and add it to their hand. Uh, they could take charge, as they call it, which is to take, there's a special card. Essentially, it's like a wild card uh, that stays on your player sheet. And you can take it from your player sheet and put it into your hand to use later on. And that does count as one of your uh, cards because there is a hand limit of six. So if you ever go over six, you must discard down and you can never actually technically discard your take charge card, your wild card. Although I'm wondering if you could actually play it, put it back on your player sheet. I'm not 100%, although I don't know why you would do that. Anyway, uh, how bare bones I'm going. Anyway. <laughs> Uh, so those are two of the actions you can take, and then the third type of action you can take as the lead player is that you can, um, essentially play one of your cards as the, um, uh, the, 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 the person on it, because as Chuck indicated earlier, these cards count as three different things. They are either an ingredient, they are a dish, or they are a person that works for you. Uh, and you can use that card, one of the cards in your hand, as the worker. And the workers will do various types of actions. And there are five different types of actions that they can do. But I will get to that in a bit. Uh, when you play <laughs> it, if you play a card, everyone can then follow what you just did. And they can follow either by doing any one of the previous actions I mentioned, which is draw two cards, take charge, or follow by playing the same type of card in uh, onto their mat as you did. Now, there are 
little tweaks to that because on your mat, essentially, uh, there are things where you can hold things. You can hold ingredients, you can hold staff, and you can hold dishes. Uh, and at the beginning of the game, you can hold two of each in each location. Uh, and if you have staff, that means you can take bonus actions. So, for example, if I led by playing a driver, if I have a hired-on staff on my mat already, I don't need to play a driver in order to follow that driver. I can, I can do that driver plus do an additional bonus. So I could, say, draw two cards and use my driver that I have hired on staff. Uh, but as the lead person, you cannot simply just use any hired staff you already have. So if I'm leading and I want to take the driver action, I must play a driver, even if I have a driver on hired staff. This is the confusing bit and the part <laughs> I have to continually explain as I play the game over and over to people. Uh, <laughs> and it goes around and everyone says what they're going to do. Oh, I'll follow with a driver. I'll follow by drawing two cards. And then in turn order, people will do those actions. So the lead person will take the driver action. Then the next person, if they took the driver action, will do it as well, plus drawing any cards or taking, taking the lead. And also, if you have multiple people of that same, you get to do it multiple times. So uh, say, for example, that lead person, if they have, say, two hired drivers and they play a driver, they get to take the driver action three times, once for the one they played and two for the ones they have hired. Uh, of course, you can only do it as much as your limits allow because, again, you only have two, uh, in the beginning of the game, only two slots for every type of thing and a hand limit of six. So you always have to keep that in mind. Uh, once everyone has taken the turn, there's a little player token that tells you who's uh, the the active player. That moves to the next person, and it continues to go around over and over. Uh, basically, the types of actions you can take, as I mentioned, driver. Driver allows you to take an ingredient from that marketplace and add it into your fridge, which is uh, one of the... Uh, locations on your mat. The cashier allows you to move a card from the marketplace to your plating area, so you'll be using it for the plate on the card. Uh, and the manager will allow you to take a card from the marketplace and add it to your hired staff. Uh, and then the final two involve your hand, so the prep cook allows you to take an ingredient from your fridge, sorry, from your fridge and add it to one of the orders on your plating area. Uh, and the executive chef allows you to take an ingredient from your hand and add it to one of your orders on the plating area. The orders, for them to be completed, uh, require that there are uh, either one, two, or three different ingredients for them to be done. So, for example, uh, there may be a nacho plate that requires meat and dairy. Uh, so once you get both of those on that plate, it is completed. You will take that card, flip it over just to indicate that it's completed. The ingredients get discarded, uh, and then you will take a one of those uh point tokens, uh, or as they call them, popularity tokens, uh, and you get to add it to your player sheet. And you will take the one indicated based on how many ingredients it took. So in this case, if it was two ingredients, you would get a number two popularity token, and you will get to add it to your sheet. When you add it to your sheet, uh, you can increase uh, any one of the uh, different things on your player mat. So you could increase the size of your fridge, how many people you can hire, or how many plates you can be working on at one time. Again, you started with a limit of two for each, but you can decide, oh, I'm going to add this to my fridge, and now I can hold three ingredients in my fridge, or I can hire a third person. And there are uh, four upgrades per each one. So you could say, for example, you, you use all your upgrades on your fridge, and then you can have six ingredients, although you'll usually probably move things around. As I mentioned, there were little uh, trophy tokens in those stacks. Once one of those gets revealed, uh, as soon as one of those gets revealed, everyone at the table can then take one of their completed orders and place it in their, uh, there's another spot on your mat for a possible awards basically you lock it in i i don't know how to describe that basically uh because what you're trying to do also is create a set of things and it's based on the ingredients used to make them everyone has their own different sets that they're working on so for example the soul sisters are trying to get sets of two meat one grain and one vegetable and for every one of those sets you will score five points at the end of the game um basically all i believe they call that the uh flavor profile of ear truck each one has its own flavor profile. I, 
did not know that. All right. Uh, this continues on. People, it will go around and around. Uh, and the game will end, will start to end as soon as two of those token piles have been emptied. Uh, once that happens, it will continue on until everyone has had the same amount of turns as active player. Uh, and then people will score their points. Again, their points are based on all of those tokens. The number on them in their, indicates their total popularity, plus five points for every set. Uh, and then also, uh, for every dish that they did that has their logo on it, because all of these dishes have different logos, and w any ones that match your truck of dishes that you've completed uh, will score you an additional point for every one of those logos. Uh, and then the highest popularity wins. That is the game. Yeah, there we have it. So that is how you play Food Truck Champion. This is one that is harder to explain than it actually is to play. Um, but this is a very unique and interesting game. The The structure is very fascinating. Like Alex was saying, of course, we've got the cards that are doing multiple different things. And so that creates decisions in the marketplace that forces you to forego grabbing a card for one thing that you may need for something else that you need more urgently. And so you're kind of constantly pushing the market to fluctuate or shift um, and reset itself in different ways to get the things that you need available while you're expanding out your food truck and getting more popularity and uh, making these dishes as fast as possible, which is kind of funny. This game moves slower than I thought it would. <laughs> <laughs> no. This game is really thematic to the, uh, the food truck uh, I don't know theme that obviously the theme the food truck theme of itself is uh, it really does applies well to that and it does it well the one thing I would say though is this there's a bit of a learning curve to this one and there are some things that are logical once you learn how to play the game but within the structure and even the theme of the game there's some weird illogical things that take some getting used to uh, for instance one of the biggest hang-ups is how staff works staff is very nitpicky on how you actually can use it if you have a driver on staff that doesn't mean you can just drive do the drive action every turn you have to still have it in your hand and so there's a weird little illogicness to that yeah i don't i don't know how many times when we were playing liz would constantly be like well, wait i can't use my staff it, it wasn't so much the thematic thing of it that irritated her but more the it doesn't seem right that if i'm the lead person i have to play something but you as the follower don't have to play something that it should be easier for me. I'm the lead in most games. When you when you're the lead, you get like a slight advantage, whereas everyone else they get probably the same thing but a little bit worse type of thing. Or you have to pay more for something. And so to her, game logic wise, it seemed weird that she had to be the one to play something, and everyone else could have just do whatever if they have it hired. They're good to go, and they can they can do double or they can do whatever. So it's just it 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 just broke her brain and so i constantly have to go no it doesn't matter yeah. you need to play it to do it yeah i i was entering this with shelly shelly and i played this primarily actually all the only person i played with was shelly and she was the same way she when i was running through the rules of this game she was getting more and more frustrated at the structure of the rules because there's just a lot of if this then that in this game to learn before you play and once you play it makes more sense but while while you're learning it it's a little infuriating and she kept going i know i'm gonna hate this game i know i'm gonna hate this game i'm not gonna like this and then we got into it and it grew on her <laughs> yeah oh the other thing i wanted to mention uh, there was one other thing i want to mention uh, along the same lines which is not only did i have to keep uh re-reminding her how that works but the other thing is I kept having to remind everybody who was following that they had a bonus thing they could do because there would be times where someone would play a driver and they'd be like, oh, well, I have a higher drive. I don't have to play anything. I'll take the driver action too. But then they'd forget they get a bonus. That's a bonus is what they get. So they can draw two cards or take charge or if they have another driver, they can do two driver actions. They'd just be like, all right, I did my driver action. I'm like, no, 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 no. You have a bonus. What are you doing for your bonus? They're like, I did my bonus. I did what my driver did. I'm like, no, that's not the bonus. That's... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it is the bonus, but you get what's the thing you're doing to first... <laughs> and it was every... It felt like every time. I'm sure it wasn't every time, but it was like at least 50% of the time I would just play but what 
are you drawing cards? Are you taking, what are you, what are you doing here? And it'll be every time they're like, I don't know. Oh yeah. Oh, right. oh yeah. Sorry. Sorry. And Oh boy. <laughs> yeah. There's just some finickiness to this game. And I don't know. It's, it's not a bad game. I, we enjoyed our playthroughs of this game. So I would, don't want to sound like that at all. It's just, there's just a little bit of, um, I don't know, I guess rough around the edgesness to them, but not in a negative or like really bad way. This game plays really well. It's great on theme, but there are those few little things that you're going to have to be reminded of throughout the gameplay because this is a deeper game than it seems. It seems like in the art style and the size of the game, literally, yeah. that it is going to be smaller and lighter. But I think it's on Board Game Geek, it's like 2.5 out of 5. And that is, I'd say it's closer to about 3. I mean, it's it's heavier and there's a lot more strategy to consider and rules to understand than you expect. Right. But that, yeah, it, you were indicating that it, 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 it it's kind of heavy because there are definitely moments where you're trying to go, all right, wait, what should I do? And, and you're kind of locked between, well, this isn't the things that are in the marketplace aren't working for me. Or I think as most games where there's a, a follow type of thing, uh, you're trying to go, well, if I do this, then I'm missing out. But if they can do this, which I think they might be doing, then I can make way more benefit of it. So there definitely were times where someone was about to play like a prep cook and I'd be like, hey, whoa, 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 maybe you don't want to do that because if you play prep cook, you're only going to get one thing. You you don't have enough and you obviously have a small hand. You're not going to be able to do what you want. But chances are the person next to you is going to play prep cook. So if you take this turn to just draw cards, then you already have a hired prep cook. You can get the bonus of it plus drawing more cards or possibly doing two prep cooks at a time. So maybe you want to do that instead or maybe you want to you know, get more things to uh, put ingredients on because right now you've only got one dish and you already have the ingredient for it. If someone plays that, you're going to miss out on some benefits. If you can get another dish out there before you do that, then you can place more ingredients because you're going to be able to place two things because you have that extra, you know, whatever person to do what you need to do. So it's always it's a it's a timing thing and a getting the right things to come out at the right time. There's a there's a lot of you know synchronization that you have to kind of the uh, pre predestine uh what's going to happen is is the right thing going to come out is the right ingredient going to come out who knows what i, I don't know yeah yeah <laughs> um <clears throat> yeah it's it's uh so what what player counts did you play play this game with in i played a few games at two and i played one game at three we didn't finish the three-player game because we actually were getting kicked out of the restaurant because <laughs> <laughs> they were closing <laughs> Kicked out of the restaurant, not because we were being being ruckus, because it, they were closing. It, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, We I only played this at two, and so I'm really curious, like, how that shifts at three, because or at three or four even, because it plays up to five. And so it seems like, like, because one, one of the stumbling blocks that we ran into, and this isn't bad by any means, there's ways to shift this, but one of the things that I really, like, where it was sort of a, uh, a thing you had to address and work around is that the availability of, like, certain ingredients, um, you can always get all sorts of dishes. That's not hard. I mean, you're trying to get the specifically the ones that are under your food truck uh, label. Each each dish has a food truck they're associated with, and you want to get yours because they're worth an extra point at the end of the game if you can. Um, but you're also just trying to get <clears throat> making matching sets for your flavor profile in your truck, or just once you know the more you generate, the more points you're going to get f- for them. And so I kind of wondered at a higher player count, would that be better or worse t- to cycle through the ingredients quickly? So I-, I don't know. What was your experience at three? Did a game change much between two and three? Um, I don't know. I felt it was kind of the same. It's again, it's total luck of the draw because right. if you're like looking for a particular ingredient or looking for a particular uh, person to hire, it it just depends on the cards that come out. The the three player game we played, I, the whole uh, and my wife can attest to this. I was complaining a lot about I'm just not getting the ingredients and like anything that was in the marketplace or anything I was drawing, right. it just was not the right thing ever. And I'm like. Where am I going to get dairy? Dairy is not showing up. It's and I was hindered a little bit on that end, and so Liz was able to take like a huge lead in the game. Or there were right. times where it'd be like, "Oh, I finally have the ingredients," but as soon as that would happen, I wouldn't have the right actions to play to get them where I needed them to go, and it was, it was kind kind of insane. So. I think it's it, it's a bit of a luck thing. I don't think having more players helps. Uh, I, right. Although I didn't mention this, um, 
uh, the one additional thing is when you play a card onto your mat to say, I am doing this, uh, that card that you played actually gets discarded, not to the discard pile, but into the marketplace. Uh, right. And if there, are, if there are open spaces, you will put it in an open space. But if there aren't open spaces, you will put it on top of other dishes, therefore blocking other things. So you can be playing a game where it's just like, well, I know you need fruit. I'm going to block that fruit. Or it might be something where you have two things in your hand where you can take the same action, but one of them has cheese on the bottom, and you're like, but I need cheese. So if I play this one, I can get cheese out there so I can finally play that cheese or get it into my fridge or something like that. So you're, it, it's, it, there's a lot of, ooh, oh, I, I can do this, but I have to worry about that, and if they cover up, hopefully they don't cover up that, or I'm gonna take this because then I'll uncover this type of things. And so you're always looking at it. So I guess in the way of having more people if you can look ahead and be like, all right, if I can uncover this, I know where it is, you can have more right. forethought. So with more people, yes, more things will get covered up, but you have at least – you can make a plan of how to get to it. Whereas if you're just always going from whatever's on top of the deck, it's a little bit harder. So in that way, I can see having more people helping out a little bit. Yeah, yeah. That, yeah, it would be interesting to play with a full compliment, see what that does. But um, – yeah, the market the marketplace is really interesting. I mean, I like I was going back and forth on that. I mean, it's kind of cool that I what I, well, okay, what I don't like about it is that that fact that sort of like hate blocking or you know, not hate <laughs> drafting. It's the opposite of hate drafting. It's hate in <laughs> hate roadblocking someone where strategically that makes sense, but it's also like you said, if you're running a dry spell of like ingredients aren't coming up for you, then it's just like, oh, I just need to make one thing. And so it can be kind of frustrating to have that withheld. It's once again, it's not doesn't break the game. And on our two players, we rarely ran into that issue where we were blocking something that someone desperately needed. Um, so it's more just kind of a, an, an annoyance, but not one that really pops up that much. What I do like about it is that that sort of increases the variety of things that come out in the market because when you use something for let's say a driver but your driver because you need the driver but your driver has a really good ingredient that's out there you can be future planning for yourself and hopefully that they don't need it and you kind of see what they do need in their dishes so that's that i really like it's not a secret but people are trying to make um and so you can throw out an ingredient into the marketplace that you need and hopefully a next round you'll be able to grab that back if you have the cashier of course to grab it or i'm sorry no that's the driver um and so uh, that I really liked. I did like that. I liked. I I like. I got into the fluctuating system of the marketplace and how fast you can burn through the draw deck. And that that was really cool because you need to burn through the draw deck to get enough ingredient variety out there to be able to make really anything <laughs> that's not. Because there was one where we had like dairy for everything, and it was just like ah, <laughs> I hate all this dairy. My I have a uh, like my food truck. Um, I think I was the herb guy, and I don't think he has many things that have dairy in them. And so I'm like, this dairy is useless for me. And so yeah. I was just trying to get ingredients in other ways, but um, or get cycle the ingredients through the market in other ways. But anyway, so so I do like the fluctuating market system. I thought that was pretty clever to have it go back into the market when you use it for the action. What were your thoughts on that? Uh, I, I, I honestly, I was not paying attention. I was looking at the cards. <laughs> I was looking at the pretty names on the cards. As soon as you said, uh, the urban gun, I'm like, Ooh, yeah. What were the names of things? Whoa. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so the, you're talking about the different sets that you make, right? No, just the market, having the market have to go back to like the cards you play, go back into the market to be reused. Like when you, on your turn. Playing Honestly, the action I, card. I was fine with it. It was there were definitely times where we'd forget it. Like, oh wait, we, we right. didn't all discard our things, and so that would be a little bit annoying. So it's just another thing to keep track of. Which I think that was the only part I didn't like is the, all right, we need to make sure we had to get rid of them all after we play them, and so. But I t did not mind the covering things up, or I, I actually kind of liked the uncovering of things uh, as it went along. Yeah. Because as I mentioned before, there were definitely times where I'm like, I need a cheese. Don't worry, that cheese is hidden under there, and I've got I can do a double driver, and I can grab that cheese when I need it, type of a thing. So it's I I, I kind of liked it. Uh, I I I don't know. It's it's okay. It's not something that either broke the game <laughs> or made the game amazing. It's just middle of the road, I guess. 
Yeah, and that's kind of my overall opinion of this game. I I, I like this game, and it grew on me the more I played. I was very frustrated with the with the rules explanation at the beginning, <laughs> and the, the logic of some of the things. But as we played, I started getting into the game, and like, okay, yeah, I like this. This is or, uh, this is not my what I thought it would be, and my frustrations are fading as I get into the structure of the game. It feels like this is a game where they really tried to do some new things, and they do work together. It needs some explanation and some playtime to understand exactly what they're going for. But it's kind of like that where I feel like uh, I'm excited to see what their next game is and taking some of these mechanisms and maybe um, polishing them slightly or streamlining them a bit more in a way where that that works. But it's kind of like that. It doesn't that that market was cool. I liked it, but didn't like blow my mind so I could see it, you know, developing as a mechanism. But. Uh, but anyway, okay. So food truck champion in general. Um, yeah, whatever. What else could we say? Do you have any other just bullet point thoughts up or down on uh, on this game? Oh, one thing I will say. I'll start with one. One thing I really liked that I thought was tied for theme is one of the main actions that you can play if is to what's called take charge that Alex mentioned in the the rules. And taking charge is basically your owner. You take your owner into your hand, and your owner is a wild card that can do any action. And uh, you're going to be using them a lot. (laughs) And so that I really liked. I really liked that uh, theme that as the owner of the food truck, they're going to be intermittently getting involved. Obviously, they're doing other things, but then sometimes they just need to get their hands in play and what the um, day-to-day ups and downs of of the truck and be the cashier or the driver or the executive chef or somebody for that moment. And that I really loved. I really love the cycle of getting your owner back in your hand or having your owner in your hand consistently in case you need it and uh, waiting for the right time to play them or out of desperation having to play them if you don't have cards that are not coming up for you. That was really fun. I thought that was probably the most um, satisfying structure of this game is using the owner in the way you need to use them. Yeah, I like the owner. The uh, as I was reading the rules, I'm like, well, good. I'm glad they have that because, uh, like, as I was going through, I'm just like, but what if, like, I, I feel like it happens to me all the time where I'm like, I just can't get this type of action. Yeah, having that driver there is just so nice. It's like I guarantee, I'm guaranteed to get the thing I need. I don't have to keep risking it. The other thing is uh, because of the hand management, it's nice to have an option where you just draw one thing. You've, I, I, I don't, I feel like it's less wasteful. I don't know. I it right. technically isn't because when you draw over, let's say you draw those two cards and you, now you have seven, you can just discard one, but then you have to make, think about wait, which one do I want to discard? If you're sitting with at five cards, it'd be like, Oh, well I'll just take the take charge. Cause I just need one more card and I'm guaranteed to be able to do that action. So it made, I don't know, my life a little bit easier on some decisions I had to make because I'm just yeah. like, oh, God, if I draw two, then I got to figure that out. But if I just draw one, I've got whatever action I need and I'm ready for a bonus if someone plays something I'm not expecting. So if something right. goes crazy, I'm ready for it. So I, I, I like that. And I'm, I'm if that, that wasn't in there, I think that would have been a huge gripe of mine being you're – the whim of the deck and having that there is 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 awesome yeah it, it that definitely feels like uh a mechanism that they put in later for probably yeah. that reason where the game felt way too tight one of those games where it was just like way too tight and everything had to go right to make it impossible to do these things or engage with it and having that wild flexibility within the owner really does make this game it, it takes it from like it, well, it takes it from not being probably a very good game to being like a functional <laughs> game that like, okay, cool, I like this. This is this is fun to engage with the uh, the theme this way. And really a great, great idea for them and a great structure to use that idea of one wild card that you can use. It's very powerful, but you've got to waste an action getting it back. Uh, but the game, you know, like you said, you're, you're taking actions whenever anyone else is taking actions too. So it's not the end of the world. Like wasting that action isn't going to set you way back. Um so really well done. I thought that was really well designed in that part of it. Um, let's see. I, I Once again, I, lo- I always love games where people are taking actions not on their turn. And in this game, <laughs> your primary actions are going to be not on your turn, which we've talked to before. And it's kind of funny, but whatever. works well. And um, uh, yeah, let's see. I'm trying to think of any other big things that stood out. But those are, those are the two big ones, I think. Anything else that you really enjoyed or really uh, brought you in? Uh, I think, I don't know, I I think just the other players, they seem to enjoy, even though it was uh, a lot 
on the mind of like keeping track of a lot of things. Uh, I, I in that three player game I was playing, like Liz was really enjoying it. She was re- she was really annoyed that we had to stop early. She's like, "But I'm going to win! I'm doing so well!" <laughs> so I know she enjoys it. So it's it's I, I like the game a lot. Um, but I'm I'm hoping it gets to the point where it gets a bit more streamlined. And I don't have to be reminding people, "Hey, don't forget to take your bonus," or "Hey, you can't do that. Right. You have to play a card." Once I can get past that, I. I think I'm gonna really like this game, but right now nice. it's still it's still heavier than it should be. I think. Yeah, yeah, it feels heavier. Yeah, I know yeah, it is heavier than it <laughs> it appears. Um, the only and you know the big downside. Uh, so okay, let's go down a couple of the downsides that I've thought, and these are minor. Like I said, I I also enjoy this game, and I I enjoyed it the more I played it, the more I understood the structures, and could just like like you just said, play without thinking in my head okay wait now that does that how does this thing compare to that and just kind of play the game and get into the game i really did like it um a lot and the fuck the way the market fluctuates and how you are um expanding your food trick ability through popularity that was really cool um one thing i wish they made was the player boards the your food truck player board i wish they made that a denser cardboard because you're always tucking things under it uh, part of the game is tucking cards under this thing all the time, and you have these little tokens that you're going to be using to fill uh, to expand spots within the board. And those are very light, and the the player board is just another. It's almost like card stock. It's very thin, and I you, I constantly was like cards wouldn't slide under perfectly, and I would just be shoving things. Things would be shoved askew. Uh, it would just be bumped. It was just it was very frustrating. So that. I want that to be heavier and and a much more of a substantial cardstock because each board's they're so thin that they're a little warped and this isn't a game killer but it's just also kind of annoying when the main structure of your game is tucking cards under your food player board. Um, so I thought that could have gone in a to a slight redesign yeah. or maybe in the future if they republish this game. But it's not a kill, not a game killer. It's just a slight annoyance. Um, the, the one thing that annoyed me was there's like your player board has a place for everything that you have other than your hand. And right. your completed orders. When you complete an right, order, you right. just flip it over, and it, there's nothing that says put your completed orders here. No, you have right. your spots for completed orders that you're putting towards your rewards. That it has a spot <laughs> for, but your completed orders that you didn't do, they're just like just flip it over. Just it's a yeah. completed order. You're done. Put like, it wherever. You it's don't in the garbage. Who cares? Oh, that's, <laughs> it's weird. It just seemed weird. Yeah, I agree. It, for they, it, well, like you said, it's got a. It's designed to have a spot for everything that you're, every card that you're going to lay down around there, except the one thing that you're going to need to collect, which is your completed orders, which are points at the end of the game. Um, yeah, I thought that was kind of funny too. So that that was yeah, a little weird. There were definitely times. I think there was one time where another player just picked up. They're like, "Oh, I'll pick my hand." They picked up their completed. They're like, "Wait, this isn't. This isn't. Where, where's the thing I was working on?" Like, no, those are your completed orders. You put your hand over to the left. So it was just like, you know, if there's not a designated spot. Sometimes you screw up what what you're looking at. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, like we said, like it's a minor thing, and so that's just uh, kind of a, a design gripe. But well, that's not uncommon for games. Um, and then let's see the oh the and once again here's the thing that sort of frustrated me too. For a game this complicated, there should be reference cards in it. There is a reference sheet on the oh, back yeah. of the the instructions but this is definitely a game that needs a reference card for each player for a game that that is so uh has a unique structure and does not play the way you know it's it's uniquely designed and that's great but you need to have people a quick reference for that just a reminder here's what this does here's what this does here are the air actions of the player instead of trying to have the instruction booklet around and passing it around the table and having it sit somewhere everyone can see because not there's going to be no place where everyone can see that. And so there's constantly going to be questions about, wait, what do these people do? As you learn yeah. the game. That that I thought was really dumb. That I thought was really stupid that they couldn't print yeah, those up I, on a card. I was, I, I was going to mention that and I totally forgot about it. You're right. Yeah. I The whole time I'm just going, all right, wait. It's hard to remember. Wait. All right. After a while, you get used to driver does this, but occasionally you're just like, wait, right. what does the cashier do again? Does the cashier get me a per? No, the person they get me more. Okay, no, this and so you're always referring to that thing. Or wait, does prep cook come from my hand? Or wait, no, that comes from there. And it's frustrating. And I thought like 
usually games will do something with iconography where it's like, oh, just right. looking at that iconography, it's very simple. Like if the driver, even though it doesn't fit thematically, was just the fridge symbol, it would be so much easier. But they have a different. Oh, symbol. sure, yeah, yeah. Like there's nothing relating the two. Right. Or if they had like the fridge symbol and the like a marketplace symbol, then I'd be like, oh, it's from the marketplace to the fridge or from the marketplace to the if they used iconography wisely rather than just going, hey, here's just a new icon for manager and it has nothing to do with anything else. But other than it looks like something a manager would have, you know, it's a clipboard. Great. Like that doesn't help me at all. It's just looks pretty. You know, it would have been great if they had some sort of great. And that's all I really wanted was good iconography so I wouldn't have to keep referencing a sheet or just have good reference sheets or both. Both would have been great. Yeah, I totally agree. That I Now that you mentioned that, I remember that too where even the iconography and vocabulary they do have, sometimes it's like introducing new vocabulary even in the instruction manual for like, wait, okay, why did you reference that instead of make it consistent? But you're right about the iconography that it would have been an easy thing to streamline that to make it a lot more clear um on what exactly how how they correlate like have those be picked up in different um different ways like you're saying have the manager clipboard be on the clipboard on uh the staff because the staff at the staff spot which the manager hires has just a, a little like a chef icon it looks like a person a cook but the manager yeah. has a clipboard and so it's like well okay well i get how i get how those are related but why doesn't the manager have the chef icon on it so that way you can understand, oh, manager hires staff. That would be an easy thing. Like this manager title equals this staff. So you're right. There's just these there's just these design decisions. And once again, this this is and very much feels like the first time designers design. That's not a bad thing. A lot of first time designers take risks like this game does or create unique structures like this game does. But you are going to have a lot of those little tiny little nitpicking things that in the grand scheme of all the things you have to do to get a game out for the first time or an, even for the 50th time can get lost in the shuffle and on retrospect i'm sure they could be like oh we could have done that better or done that better so yeah it's it's just these little things that i also feel like uh could have been slightly improved and the iconography is a really good point because i feel like that would have made a big difference especially in um a game this uh this more complicated than you expect like this uh see so uh the last and the last one i guess is um well, this is kind of a moot point, but this is like that number two token. That is the other thing that came up forever. We're like, wait, is that a seven? Oh, yeah. Is it seven points? <laughs> like the yes. damn two. Same thing. It's like, come on, guys. Just I understood it, but Liz, Liz was constantly doing that. She's like, but it looks like a seven. I'm like, but it's a two. She's like, but it looks like a seven. <laughs> I know. It's like, ugh. All right. Yeah, I know. I just those that just annoyed me. Where it's just like, come on, guys, just make things clear. Make your numbers clear. Don't get cutesy with the with the style or the font. Um, just make that a little round over to a little longer because it really does look like a seven. Like the, it, I've never seen a two written like that <laughs> ever. So um, that was just kind of annoying. Uh, all right. Well, that's that's really all my biggest complaints about the game. I feel. Um, uh, the reference cards was, was a huge thing, but other than that, I think it is a cool sense of as you're progressing and building out your food cart, that feels good. Um, I like the options of strategy. Do you want to uh, build up your refrigerator so you have more ingredients available to you to fit these these dishes you're trying to make? Or do you get a lot of staff so you can piggyback on other people's actions, actions and get that going right away um, so you don't have to worry too much about having the right action cards in your hand? Um yeah, so I don't know. I, I really like that. I like those the that choice of strategy options in your board. That was really fun, and uh, and it's just a cool theme. I really like the food truck theme. That was really fun to engage with. I've never. I don't think I've ever played another food truck yeah. game. So, yeah, I know I've played food games, but never yeah, a food exactly, truck yeah. game. All right, so let's say taking this out. How does this going to apply to taking out? I think, I think in this being a little heavier than you'd expect, it is. Well, I mean, I was going to say heavier games are kind of harder to take out because you're sort of in your cards. But the thing that helps this game is that you're always taking actions all the time. You're always doing stuff and you're always fighting or you're always um, figuring out the market or figuring out when it'll be your turn as it becomes around to you. Um, and so there, there is actually a fair amount of table talk in this game, despite it being kind of one that you really sort of need to focus and plan out your turns. 
The other thing that's kind of nice about it is it moves so fast, you really can't sit too long to plan out your turns. You just kind of have to like go by your gut to a degree as it comes around to you and comes around to you and be like, okay, I think this is the right action, but I don't have a lot of time to like really suss out all the options and variability here. I think I need this. so I'm going to do that. So uh, it moves pretty quick. And I think there's a fair amount of, of table talk. What, what was your experience in that? Uh, table talk, I think was fine. It was a good, a good amount of table talk. There were the, although part of the table talk was me getting frustrated people going, how do you not get this yet? But, <laughs> but the table talk that wasn't me going nuts was quite nice. Uh, as for going quick, it does go quick, but it doesn't mean the game right, is quick. Right. The game is kind of, it's kind of long. It's longer than you think it's yeah. going to be. I'll, uh, we had to leave the restaurant, uh, before we finished the game. So it, it it feels like it should be shorter playing it because it feels kind of light in in theme and in just the simplicity of oh I'm just moving things around to where they need to be but it takes a while to get things going because you it you build you slowly build up an engine and sometimes the engine just isn't functioning right so it's gonna take a little bit longer than you thought every right. time usually yeah I I totally agree with that I feel like um uh, I looked at the box at first because I didn't know how long it was, and I I felt like oh this is a thirty minute game, and then this game like I was realizing it's really hard to get ingredients to a plate to get it made, <laughs> much less get the ingredients in your truck. And I'm like <laughs> man this progression is kind of slow. Then I looked at the box, I'm like oh all right an hour plus okay that makes sense for how the pace of this game is going. So it definitely feels I I kind of like that though. I mean I I. I like shorter games, especially for taking out, but there is a sense of like, okay, we're all kind of on the same page here of how long it takes to get a dish made. No one's like slinging these out left and right. So um, anyway, it feels balanced if nothing else, but yeah, it's deceptively longer than you might expect. Yeah. Um, Let's see. Okay. Let's get into the physical presence of this game. Uh, Table space. So, Table space is going to be uh, <laughs> one of the harder parts of taking this game out. Uh, it's not It's not yeah. so much the market. It's your individual player space. I mean, the market is big. In a two-player game, you have six cards out in the market, and I think it's eight for every other player count. Is that right? Yeah. Eight. Um, yep. So in the middle of the table, you're going to have th- six to eight cards. They're standard card sizes um, laid out in some sort of grid or some sort of alignment. Um, that everyone can reach and see and you'll have your draw deck you'll have a discard pile next to the draw deck and you also have three stacks of popularity tokens which are little discs and so those are can be kind of placed everywhere but they have to be arranged in a certain order and so you can't just have them in a pile they have to be stacks and they have to be kind of visible to everyone to see when the um, uh, what's that the trophy shit comes up yeah, when the trophies are going to show up or when the pilots right, are going to exactly, because that is the end of the game. It signifies the end of the game. So that's kind of the middle of the table. Now, the rub is in front of you, and this is where it makes it from a let's go out and have some food around this to let's have drinks and maybe one appetizer. <laughs> um, right. Because <laughs> in front of you is going to be your food truck player board, which is a little bit of cardboard, uh, light cardboard like I was mentioning. But everything that you have, most everything that you have, is going to be tucked around that in uh, uh, throughout the game, in a lot. On your turn, you're going to be tucking things or moving things or around that area. And so it's a very dynamic system in front of you. You'll have ingredients that you're going to be adding up that gets tucked in your fridge, so tucked under on the side there. You're going to have staff that you're going to be hiring tucked on the opposite side. You're going to be have dishes that you are going to be working on, um, and those aren't going to be tucked. Those are actually going to be placed face up, fully view- viewable on another side of your board. And then on the opposite side, you're going to have um, dishes that you've pulled out to be uh, reviewed or rated. I can't remember what they call them. And then somewhere, you're going to have your pile, upside down pile of completed dishes, plus your hand in your hand uh, or a set on the table when you're not <laughs> not using it. So there's a lot going on around you in front of you that is really hard to have a food i would say i would say eat a meal and play this game i think that is that that would be difficult uh what what do you think <laughs> are you are you in line with that if you got you guys try yeah, to do that I, I totally i totally agree okay yeah um but yeah it's uh we were when we played at the restaurant that we were at 
we actually played a game beforehand, and we had uh-huh. pizza, and it, it, like we had a, it was a it was not a game you take out. We played a black orchestra, <laughs> which took up most of the table. We actually brought another table over to put the pizza on while we ate. Uh, when we switched over to this game. It took about as much space as the board game took up. And luckily, we had finished eating pizza, so we weren't eating anything. But it still was taking up a lot of the table yeah. space. So it 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 is a table hung. Yeah, yeah. So it, that's going to be kind of a check against it for taking out. Um, it always is uh, a check for it, though. It always is fun to play food-themed games while you're eating food. <laughs> so, um, yeah. like, you could go. I, this would be hard if there's any amount of wind. But you could go, especially in Portland, where you have uh, a lot of ta- food trucks that are conglomerate in a certain area and get a table and play this game while, <laughs> while you're at the food trucks. Uh, that would be kind of fun. But, um, but yeah, that it's kind of a strike against it, just how much how many cards are out and about and their individual little stacks and piles and how often I'm nudging my board across and having to rearrange everything in front of me. Um, that is going to be a little bit of a holdup, not, not impossible, but it's just not going to be for every takeout situation. Uh, okay. So right. let's see, what else could we say here? Uh, I'm trying to think if there's anything we need to do before we, uh, see if your mom will like it. I think we both know the answer to that one, <laughs> but, yep. um, Oh, let's just jump into it. I would say this is a hard pass from your mom. I think she would look at the box and be like, oh, that's interesting. And then as soon, like two minutes into the rules explanation, she would get up from the table and walk out of the door. <laughs> um, I don't even think she'd get yeah. that far. I think she'd look at the box and go, uh, no, no. And then I'd start explaining, but, well, but it's a food carts and you have car. And like, uh, no, definitely no. Go away. Leave, leave me alone. <laughs> yes, this is just too too complicated. I think for your it's it's going to be uh, yeah. It's just too complex, too complex, too many decisions, too many Ill, not illogical but unexpected logic choices here. Like the logic of the game is is a learned thing. It's not an intuitive thing. So um, that's a heads up too for other people who are. Uh, looking for a lighter game. This is not as light as you expect. Not a bad thing. If you like heavier games, then this is this is a great option. It's a very interesting game. It's it's a cool design and themes, but it is not the light. Let's just get some ingredients and cook them up type of game. It is not that. <laughs> uh, okay, let's see. What else could we say about Food Truck Champion? Um, oh, I, one thing I was going to mention before. There is a little expansion that came out. It's five cards. And what that does is give you um, like a, it's like a, another employee that you can hire. But basically, you're, yeah, they're helpers yeah, is what they call. You're them. randomly given a card, and they're two sided. So on each side is a different quote unquote helper. Basically, they're just an action card that does something for you. When you play the action card, you flip it over to reveal the other side, and that other side action is the one that's available to you until you flip it back over. So that's a cool structure. Um, I think it would definitely improve this game. I could see why they added that specific thing because one of the 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 thing that you're uh, the two things I guess that you're can be starving for in the game or waiting for in the game is the right ingredients and the right action cards to come up. And so having that action card might having or that action options there might serve to help both of those. Um, potential minor roadblocks uh the one thing i did read though on one of them the first card on the pack was more of a a uh like a take that action it's like steal a an ingredient card from someone else and that i don't know if i do like i really there's enough passive take that in this game where it makes sense but it's not too much and when games fall back on take that to me i'm like ah but that's that's not what your game is. Your game doesn't strive on, aha, now I stole this from you. It's hard enough to get ingredients that that's just more frustrating. That's only one action that I could see, so I, I shouldn't, I, I'm not going to say it's bad because of that, but that's the one that they were highlighting. And and so I'm like, oh, I don't, that action specifically, I do not like. Yeah. But, uh, but anyway, it's a very in- interesting expansion. I could see uh, how it really adds to this game in a, in a positive way fits a little bit of the of a stumbling block not even a stumbling block just a little bit of the uh dry spell cards that you can have there with the ingredients or the right actions and maybe offsets that a bit for the benefit of the game so anyway that's that's a just a i think it's like five bucks so it's easy to get if you like this game to throw into the mix 
other than that, uh, this is a this is a game. Actually, I see Food Truck Champion all over the place, um, and all, a lot of game stores, and so it's it's out there, easy to get. Obviously, online as well. So if you are interested in trying this game, it's easy to get your hands on. All right, what else are we missing? Anything else that we need to cover or for the game? I think we're good. Uh, basically, I I would suggest it if you want something a bit heavier to play, but possibly not to take out. I think that's the, the best way to sum it up for me uh yeah i agree i think that's a that's a good summation too yeah you can take it out but it's also just a solid one choice for a little heavier experience all right guys well i think we did it i think we've done it that is food truck champion yay by oh now i'm on the black orchestra page (laughs) i was like food truck champion by game salute (laughs) oh no that's not right (laughs) (laughs) by uh shoot what is who designs this game Food Truck Champion by Daily Magic uh, Games. So, Daily Magic. Yeah, I think this game is very much worth checking out. It's a very unique, it's a cool take. So I've got some cool design decisions and really solid uh, first game design by uh, Nicole Jechich and Luke Turp- Turpinen. I'm sorry, guys, for if I'm butchering your names. Um, but anyway, all right. Should have just used their initials. <laughs> sorry, not sorry. All right, well, guys, if you want to let us know how what are your thoughts on this game or any other game, of course, you can reach out to us uh, in several different ways. You can go to Instagram or uh, Twitter at chitsnchat. Uh, that's at chitsnchat. You can also go to our podcast hosting page, eavesdrop.com, and uh, go down to the comment section on the Chits and Chat page and get a hold of us there. Um, and uh, let's see, I don't know, you could uh, stand at the entrance of your house and shout to the skies our names and maybe we'll maybe we'll hear you i don't know if you live in denver portland perhaps one of us will hear you <laughs> and we will get back to you that way but we'd love to hear from you and let your uh, thoughts uh, get your thoughts on the games we've been talking about or any suggestions you have for future games we are going to keep plugging away and we'll be back next week with another game and of course before i go have a slogan i did it i came prepared this time i want i wasn't scrambling yes it's not my best but I have one. <laughs> I actually liked my uh, last one. I don't know if you. <laughs> I I was not a huge fan no! of your last one. <laughs> I like that one. All right. <laughs> All right. Here it is. It says this is. The <laughs> I think you can also very much get Shelley's influence out of these. Uh, it's a here's my slogan or my saying. When you're feeling down, don't make a frown. Play a game. There we go. <laughs> these are all very positive. <laughs> Like uh, <laughs> affirmations, I, I feel like uh, is what my uh, my current mood is for these. But all right, I did it. I got one in on time, so it counts. <laughs> they're they're slow. I feel like you're taking other things that people say, and you're just like, how can I shove no, game in there? That's not at all what I'm doing. You no, know, this feels like you took a, take a frown, turn it upside down, and just made it made it a game phrase. I feel like you're going to slowly start taking slogans from other companies. <laughs> and, you know, instead of just do it, just game it. <laughs> Have it your way, games. <laughs> All right. <laughs> uh, that's not at all true. I'm very, these are all original ideas. Um, <laughs> all right, everybody. Well, thank you so much for listening, and we will catch you on the next episode. Bye. <laughs>